Welcome. You're listening to The Aligned Self, conversations in creating a conscious and abundant life. This is Daniel DeNovi. I'll be your guide and host. Let's see just where we can take this. Hello, friend, and welcome back. And uh, if this is your first time here with us, welcome home. You see, whether you like it or not, I'm going to treat you like family. I'm going to invite you in. I'm going to ask you to stay a while. Put your feet up. And if you stay with us for the duration and decide to subscribe, you're welcome to join our Facebook group, the Aligned Self Podcast Listeners. And when you answer the three questions, one of the questions is, how did you hear about the Facebook group? And the answer is, on the podcast. So in the Facebook group, you can ask questions, you can comment uh, when I post different uh, episodes. If you have questions about the episode, I can answer them there. But it is a place to continue the conversation. So what is this episode about? In this episode, I want to talk about how to rock new beginnings. You see, it's just before July 3rd. And you might be asking, well, what is so special about July 3rd? I thought July 4th was the big day in the USA. Well, July 3rd marks uh, the, the middle point of 2021. It's 183 days to the end of the year. July 2nd is the 182nd day. So once we begin July 3rd, we're right smack dab in the middle of 2021. And I want to ask you the question, if you began 2021 with a series of intentions, resolutions, goals, uh, desired outcomes, I want to check in with you. How are you doing? How's it been going? Are you on track? Are you moving right along? Or are you having the realization, like, are you serious? It's already been six months. You know, where's time flown? And you have the feeling like you didn't get anything done, nothing that you intended to do. Well, you can begin anew here on July 3rd. And if you've been doing really well, It's a time to take inventory, to take stock of what you've done and what you want to leave behind and what do you want to create moving forward. Now, while I'm taking advantage or utilizing July 3rd as a demarcation point, a point of a new beginning and time to end, uh, you can really use these principles that I'm going to talk about today for any new beginning in your life. You see, one problem that I've realized over the years, when people strike out with a new intention or they you know, decide that things are going to be different, uh, they don't strike out boldly. They don't do so ostentatiously. And so it just occurs like, eh, I'm going to go to the market. So again, we're just using July 3rd as uh, an example, but you can use any date on the calendar. And again, J- January 1st, July 3rd, or even July 25th, you know the retailers are going to come out and say it's halfway to Christmas and have all kinds of sales so you can stock up. It's just a reason to have a sale. And so you can pick any date on the calendar for actually no good reason because this is all part of living an invented life, a created life. You can create your own holidays, your own celebrations, and we'll actually go in deeper into that idea when I do the episode on celebration. So I think you get the idea that we can actually pick any date on the calendar as a new beginning or as an end, as a new chapter. We get to declare it. We can invent it. 
And in this case, we just happen to be picking July 3rd as a way to restart the year. Now, other times that you may want to declare a new beginning is perhaps at the end of a relationship, at the end of a grieving period, at the end of a job. Maybe you're changing careers. And it doesn't have to be a negative you know, that you want to put behind you, but it can be. It's really just about creating an inspired beginning. So over the years, I've actually created a, a process in doing this that I'd like to share with you. And, you know, I'll revisit this uh, at the end of the year as we begin 2022. Can you believe it? But I have four keys that I engage whenever I start a new beginning or create a goal or an intention. And key number one is to complete with the past. This is untangling the energy, clearing the space for something new to show up. I liken it to a metaphor of walking into the house with muddy shoes. You don't want to do that. You want to wipe your feet at the front door and then walk in. And if they're really, really dirty, you take the shoes off because you don't want to be tracking that mud all over the house. And that's the same idea behind completing on the past. And in the process of completion, there's three steps. The first step is acknowledgement. You acknowledge what was. And you also acknowledge the feelings that you had during that time, whether they were terrible, it was painful, it was exciting, it was great. It was So just acknowledge the feeling state that you were in and really be with it. And I'm, I'm serious, even the painful parts, really be in the pain of it, like experience it, acknowledge it. Because if we tend to push it aside, push it in the background, and we don't actually acknowledge it and deal with it, it's sure enough, it will pop back up somewhere in your life, waiting to be healed, waiting to be integrated into your knowing. But I think it's important to understand that just by being with some pain, you're not reliving it. You're not carrying it forward. You're acknowledging it. You're saying, yes, that happened. Because there's a difference between pain and suffering. Suffering is living in the idea that whatever happened shouldn't have happened, couldn't have happened the way it happened. Then you're faced with the reality. But it did happen that way but it shouldn't have. If only, see, that doesn't work. It just perpetuates the pain. It doesn't actually acknowledge it so you can let it go, which is the third stage of completion. And we'll get into that uh, a little down the road here. But back to completion in acknowledgement. We want to acknowledge what happened, acknowledge uh, that the year, let's say the first six months of the year was what it was, and it was what it wasn't. It just was what it was. It needn't be any other way than the way it was. Because that's just mental angst. Wishing something was some other way than the way it was. And if it was a relationship, you can acknowledge all the good times and you can acknowledge all the bad times. And I have a pretty simplistic view on relationships that don't work out. If it could have worked out, it would have. And the fact that it didn't work out meant that it wasn't meant to. It just was a meantime relationship. It was something to go through to bring you to a new point. Seriously, if it was going to work out, it would have worked out. There's nothing that you should have, could have done to change anything. Because you did what you did and it happened the way it happened. 
And this also applies to us losing a loved one when someone transitions and goes into the ether. But I think I'll save that for a, another podcast. So, but you can, you can utilize and, and adapt some of these ideas to the very same thing. So again, we want to acknowledge uh, how we felt. We want to acknowledge the disappointment. We want to acknowledge the triumphs. We want to honor the feelings. This is important. We want to honor whatever feeling was there as the feeling we had. And step two is that we move to acceptance. We accept that the things that happened happened the way they happened and couldn't happen any other way than the way they happened. We just choose it. And I have to admit that this is a practice, but it is a practice that if you can incorporate it in your life in accepting what is and be able to let things go easily, that it will absolutely change your life in ways that you can't even begin to conceive. And that brings me to the third step, which is letting it go. Yes, you acknowledge it, you honor the feelings, you accept it, but you don't hang on to it. You let it go. You let it go into the past. It's like a helium balloon. You let it go and you watch it disappear into the clouds. Not that I recommend it because it's a pollution thing, but we can, you know, you get the, you get the metaphor, but I have clients all the time that tell me I can't let it go. I I just can't. And I, I use this in my workshops and some of you, you some of you listeners have actually been in my workshops and you'll see me pick up a marker and I'll say, this marker, I can't let it go. It's just like, I just can't let it go. No matter what I try, I just can't let it go. And I'm carrying it around and carrying it around. And people see me in the grocery store and, you know, the people that are shopping, they look at my hand, they see me carrying a marker and they wonder why I'm carrying it, but they're too polite and they don't say anything. And I'm carrying this marker all over the place. And I, sometimes I switch hands because I have to use my right hand for other things. And then I hold it in my left hand and then I have to switch it back. And lo and behold, the, you know, someone in the checkout, the cashier says, uh, why are you holding that marker? I said, oh, this. Well, I can't let it go. I just can't let it go. No matter what I try, I just can't let it go. She's like dumbfounded. What do you mean you can't let it go? You just let it go. What would happen if you drop it? And I open my hand and the marker drops to the floor. You see, when we say again and again, I can't let something go, then it persists in our experience of life. It's like self-hypnosis. I can't let it go or I can't fall asleep. So what happens? You can't fall asleep. So as we're in the process of letting something go, we want to ask, am I willing to let this go? Am I willing to drop it? Am I done with it? And you may get an answer from your subconscious that says, no, you can't let it go. And then you ask the question, what would have to happen in order for me to let this go? And if the answer is that somebody else needs to do something, somebody else needs to apologize, somebody else needs to admit something, eh, that's not the answer. Because it has to be within your control. Because frankly, you're not going to surrender leadership of your life to somebody else. And I need to tell you, there are some instances in life where you will never get an apology. You will never get uh, somebody else admitting what they did or how they may have hurt you. In that case, you need to be complete, being incomplete. 
Like you can't complete on the conversation. You can't, you know, put a punctuation mark on it. You can't draw it to a close. It's just incomplete and you get to be complete. You get to declare yourself being complete with everything being incomplete. It just was what it was. And you declare yourself done with that scenario. Now, I'll have to admit, when something is incomplete, uh, you may be tempted to pick up the marker again, but you just decide to put it back down and let it go. You may pick it up again and again and again, and then just choose to let it go again and again and again until it just stays on the floor. So the three-step process in completing on the past is acknowledgement, acceptance, and letting go. That was key number one. Key number two is decide how you're going to be. Now, if the first six months was a waste, was a sham, as far as you're concerned, you were being a particular way that was not in alignment with you fulfilling on your intentions. So you want to, you know, moving forward, you want to be the person that can fulfill on those intentions. What are some other ways to be? You can be in the discovery of who you choose to be. Like if you left the relationship or the relationship left you and you're leaving an old part, like you get to reinvent yourself. Like who do you want to be? How are you limited in that previous relationship? This is now your opportunity to bloom like a flower. For me, last October in 2020, you know, there was the whole pandemic thing. Everyone's kind of shut in and, uh, I was listening to all the people around me. Now, our life didn't change that much because, frankly, my wife and I work from home. But we saw and heard all the craziness around us. And I heard a lot of people talking about, you know, how oppressive, you know, 2020 was. And I had this realization that if my life was going to end, like, within the next year, was I going to let 2020 drag me down to the bottom of the pool? No. So I asked myself, if I had one year left to live, could I live like I was dying? Could I live the next year with a renewed sense of vigor, a renewed sense of commitment, a renewed sense of enthusiasm to where I milk every second of every day out of it in a way that I can like die in October of 2021? I won't. I'm continuing on. But if I did, would I be satisfied with the year of how I spent my days from the time I had that realization till October. And then I'm going, I'm actually, I've created uh, outcomes or, you know, special days on August 20th, September 30th, and October 28th is my birthday. So I have things going on in life, but I realized that I wanted to have a renewed sense. So how was I going to be? I was going to be unleashed and I am. I'm re-releasing my course, The Unified Mind, redesigned. I'm starting a new session of the Align Self uh, coaching program. I'm opening a, a membership vault where you'll have access to a bunch of hypnotic audios, meditation trainings, free trainings, all for a monthly fee. But it's ridiculously cheap. It's a way for anybody to engage you know, with me. I started this podcast I left the Subconscious Mind Mastery podcast as co-host and started the Align Self podcast on April 16th and have been going great guns since. 
In just over a couple months, we've hit over 8,000 downloads and growing. New people coming on all the time, new family members, finding the conversation, kindred spirits. I love the community that is growing here. But even so, I'm going to sit down this weekend and reassess where I am in relationship to where I want to be. Is there anything that I need to shift, anything that I need to bring forward, anything that I need to release? So key number two is how are you going to be in relationship to what you want to create? Key number three, make it big. You know, really like be bold in the day that you're going to celebrate. This is my new beginning. For me, it was it was October 20th. That was the day that I decided that things were going to be different for the next year. I broke open a bottle of wine. I smoked a cigar. I don't normally smoke cigars. So that was different. It was unique. It was distinct. I sat outside by a fire under the energy of a full moon, letting go of the past and ushering in the new. You can do it however you want, but you want to create it like New Year's Eve or Christmas, your birthday. You want a streamers. You want a parade. You know, you want to yell from the rooftop. You can design it however you want. But you want to make it bold. You want to make a statement that this is a new beginning. This marks, this is a a threshold. You know that tradition where the groom carries the bride across the threshold to mark a new beginning from the outside into their home? There's actually a pattern in neuro-linguistic programming called reaching threshold. And it's the idea that you want to stack the pain up so high on on a bad habit until you reach a point of discomfort that it becomes the straw that breaks the camel's back. You're done. You're complete. You never want to do it again. It's disgusting. You've had it. You're finished. So this idea of threshold is crossing a point of no return. You want a rite of passage. You want a ceremony, something, anything that marks out a new beginning. Get the idea. I'm sure you do. Key number four, alignment. And that's really what this podcast is all about, aligning your life. And the aligned self is when you align your heart with your mind and your body in a congruent expression in the world. So you want to be aligned with the intentions and the goals that you're setting forward, that you're moving towards, the lifestyle that you want to step into. If you decided to get into shape, get the gym membership, buy the new clothes, buy the new shoes, set up your schedule to when are you going to work out specifically? What resources do you have to pull in? How will it look? How will it sound? How will it feel when you achieve your outcome, when you get your goal and live into that and allow that vision that you have for where you're going to end up to pull you forward? But number four is really close to number two. In aligning how you're being, you align all your resources, you align your schedule, your energy to actually fulfill on this. It's as if you're going to go on a vacation to, say, Tahiti or Bali, you know, someplace really nice, really tropical, really inviting. Are you going to wait until the last minute to decide what you're going to wear, what you're going to pack, or to buy the tickets? make the hotel reservations. No, you do all that stuff ahead of time. You plan it out to where there's as few hiccups as possible. And you 
think about it all the time. You anticipate for it. You start moving things around on your schedule in order to make it happen. You don't schedule a meeting the day that you're leaving for Bali. You make sure that the kids are at their grandparents or in daycare or childcare because you're not taking them to Bali. No, you're taking your wife, you're taking your husband, your significant other. But Bali's not a place to take the kids, I don't think. Not the first time. <laughs> Excuse me, I, I'm getting all excited about going to Bali myself. So the idea is that you plan for it, you align your life to fulfill on it, and then you step into it. Because chances are, if you did not fulfill on your first six months, you did not do that. You just threw an intention out into the future and hoped that it would take place. You hoped that things would align. You didn't actually take the actions to align your heart, your mind, and your body towards the fulfillment of your intentions, your goals, or your desires. And that is exactly why 90% of the resolutions that are created on New Year's Day never see it to February 1st. And I guess I should revisit uh, a bonus here. I did talk in a past podcast on the power of commitment, and it's actually committing to your intentions, committing to making the last six months of this year the most phenomenal six months ever, because you'll want to revisit that commitment again and again. It's just like getting married. I talked all about it in the in the podcast on commitment, because when the enthusiasm is high in the beginning, it's easy to set big goals. It's easy to set the intentions, but it's that commitment that will follow you through and carry you through the bumps in the road, will carry you through the days where you don't quite feel like it. What are you committed to? I'm committed to making the last half of 2021 the most phenomenal. Even if you had a great first six months, the last six months, oh my God, you have not seen anything yet. Okay, quick summary. Number one, complete on the past. Get complete on what things were and what they weren't. And then accept it, let it go. Decide how you have to be, how you want to be, that is in alignment with the intentions, fulfilling on the intentions that you want to carry through the last six months or whatever new beginning that you're creating. Key number three, plan the big breakout day. Plan a party, plan a celebration. Make, make it different, distinct, so you know something is starting, something's beginning, something's happening. Get ready, hang on to your heads. Key number four, align. Align your heart with your mind and your body, how you're being, align your actions align your calendar, align the resources that you need in order to fulfill on it. And the bonus is follow up and be committed. Declare your commitment to following through in making the last six months of the year the best yet. So thank you for being part of the family. This is Daniel Danovi urging you to follow your bliss and live the epic life. Thank you.